0: 2016 i just stepped out in faith and started doing creative work photography videography weddings and i am way more effective at being an unpaid slash part-time involved in ministry with the way i think way more effective than i was full-time in ministry i've had two instances where i've had six figure days what separates me is my security in my identity security is the superpower to whatever it is you are doing if you don't have belief to do a thing you have to either borrow that belief you have to build that belief or you have to buy that belief what a lot of people see is a man who prepared himself before he got in front i felt the whisper from the holy spirit that like you will be in front prepare yourself welcome to the department podcast this has been a dream in the making i would say i've been wanting to start my own podcast for well over a year been dabbling with different names. And the biggest thing I had a struggle with was finding who my podcast was for. And I didn't want to box myself in, you know, you probably hear me a lot of the times say like, you got a niche down, you got to pick a niche. And I think that's okay. But when it comes to podcasting, although there is, you could find a niche with, you could find a generality within a niche. And Mm -hmm. so this podcast is called the department podcast where I will be interviewing a lot of people that are really good at what they do. I'd like to say it like this. I'm interviewing people who are owning it in their department. And I started a company uh, recently, or I transitioned the name to the video department because I own it in the video department. And so when the idea came, I was like, hey, I think we got it going. And so for the first episode studies show, That people retain information when more than one person (laughs) talks, so I needed to invite the people closest to me, which I got my lovely wife, Amanda Elta How's it going, babe?
1: Good. Pumped to be here.
0: At the time of filming this, recording this, we are at...
1: 20 weeks today.
0: 20 weeks today. Going to be having a son. Excited about that. Uh, if anything would light a fire under your butt to take action, we'll be <laughs> growing, fam- growing a family. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then uh, w- uh, alongside Amanda, we have Art Turo, Art, like painting, Mosqueda. <laughs> How's it going, Art? Bro,
2: let's go. We're here.
0: Um, Art is uh, my video person, but more than that, he's a friend. Uh, he's a disciple. He travels with me. Gets he's-
1: mistaken as a son. Gets mistaken <laughs>
0: as my son. <laughs> All
1: the time. I don't know
0: what's more... Uh, Messed up that like they people think you're like young enough to be my son, or that I'm old enough to have a son this old. <laughs> you know,
2: like. Well, I mean, I look twelve. So. Yeah, that
0: doesn't that, that definitely doesn't help. Uh, but yeah, the department podcast, and I, I wanted this first episode to be a conversation on probably the top question I get. If you follow uh, me if on anything, if you've seen what I've been doing on Think Media, uh, and then if you see what I do uh, in regards to the local church, a lot of people don't know I'm a pastor. Um, but the number one question I get is, Omar, how do you do both? How do you do both? But uh, yeah, I would like to know. What do you, I mean, you guys talk, please. <laughs> I'm already talking everything. I need your help.
1: So, I mean, I, I'm pumped to do this because I've been obsessed with Omar for the last 12 years. So I feel like this is a good opportunity for people to see what I see and get that out of you. Um, and I definitely feel like I see the back end of you doing both. And to me, to us, I feel like it is just like, it's what we do, you know? So to talk about it is almost, um, we'd have to like dig deep because it isn't, it's so, it's so our norm. It's what we do. Um, but I think this will be super, super good. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: And you know, when I say do both, you know, the question comes from a place of people's thinking or believing, I would say, believing that they have to box themselves in as far as how they ought to operate in their calling in their purpose whatever you want to call it and i have found a sweet spot um a grace zone per se on how you can actually both be in the marketplace you could also say in the world yeah but also be very uh in the church yeah. and you know my opinion is that they shouldn't be separated but there's just a natural separation that takes place. And being aware of how you conduct yourself in both sectors is something I've had to wrestle with. Um, a lot of people don't, you know, I'll kind of go a little bit far back. You know, uh, I was raised Catholic my whole life, uh, up until 20 years old. I did the whole thing. You know, if, you, if you're if you raised a Filipino Catholic, or I would even <laughs> say a Latino or a Mexican Catholic, it's different. <laughs>
1: For sure. There's, yeah.
0: th- we have statues, The statue. Statue that you Art? No, I'm, I'm sorry
1: kidding. Lola, we love you.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, you, Santa Nino in the house, we got, you know, rose, we we're praying the rosary, you know, we love Mary, Um, you know, but the whole thing, you know, communion, uh, second grade, then you, you know, infant baptism, and then growing up when I was a teenager, it was confirmation, but I just did the thing, because my mom, you know, that was kind of like what you, what you, what you did, you know, in that, in that religious uh, faith, and and then I come to a, a life-giving, spirit-filled, non-denominational church in the, in the, around Christmas time. It was like the Christmas Eve candlelight service. And that was the first time I, I I would say I heard the Bible preached. Yeah. If I would back up a little bit, I think God sowed a seed because I went to a Bible study and little did I know this Bible study was held by a friend. His name's Hayden. He now has a church that's been going for around eight, nine years, but that's so to seed. That was the first time I got into the context of like biblical discussion and conversation but my brother was doing a rap and it's funny because he was doing this rap with my past my current pastor pastor Jabin, and i just wanted to support and so you like filmed it I yeah so i was like hey it. my brother's name is michael i'll have him on the podcast one of these days if he stops being a little punk no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh I, I, I would love to have michael if you're looking to create high quality content for your business or brand i want to encourage you to check out my signature chorus called start your studio. This is where I help entrepreneurs and content creators dial in their signature setup by showing you what gear to buy based on your budget, how to set it up and then ultimately how to use it. I've designed this programs from the frustrations that come from people on my videos that get millions of views, where I get 1000s of comments. And so this is something I found out that you don't need the best gear you need the right gear. So whether you're showing up weekly on a Zoom call, or you're looking to start creating high-quality videos to increase the leads into your business, I would encourage you to check out startyourstudio.com. I'll post a link to it in the description of this episode. And um, no, and I was just like, "Hey, I'll I'll film you. I'll make a video." And this was like, I I was doing video because in high school I picked up a camera, I picked up an editing software, uh, started making videos for friends, music videos. So I was like, "I'll just go," and I had no agenda to receive. I just went in there to give, and I wanted to just make a cool video for my brother that he can use in the future or what have you. So I, I little did I know that I would just be under the teaching and that God would grab a hold of my heart in that moment. Um, I don't feel like I like gave my life to Jesus in a moment like that. I, I totally remember that, that moment, and it was over the course of a season. So that was December 2011, and then just for every Sunday, I would go to church twice a Sunday. I would go in the morning. I would go in the evening. Uh, then there's like the youth ministry. Um, and then I would go to the youth ministry. I was just, I, I would, this is what you would call on fire for the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you still doing that, Omar? No. Am I on fire? <laughs> yes. But, You're still going. Yeah. But um, and then I just, you know, Sean Cannell was the the media director, marketing director at the time. And so I started serving. My brother uh, had a really, we had a, a conversation over, um, um, buff like the buffet at the Rio. I don't know why I'll never forget this. We're having our terrible buffet food, which <laughs> I used to think it was a blessing. But then you meet re- regular people and they're like, that's the grossest thing in the world. Dude, it's
2: like <laughs> abandoned
0: now. It's abandoned. Like yeah. it's kind of, like, they're well, kind of yeah, falling COVID off. Killed the whole, yeah. the world's woke. <laughs> Hotel itself is like gone. Yeah, the Rio is like low-key not in operation. R.I.P. But I'm just, because I'm, ch- I'm, I'm struggling, because I'm like, yo, do I do I continue going to church with mama? And I'm asking my brother this, and like, or do I go with you? Because him and my sister were, I'm, I'm the middle child of uh, my older sister and my younger brother. Shout out middle gang. Shout out middle gang gang. <laughs> uh, what, what, what 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 can we pride ourselves in? Just being normal? <laughs> I guess. No, you're like in know. the
1: tension. You're not the oldest, but you're not the right. youngest. I
0: was the first son and I felt that favor on my life. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, the only uncle. son,
2: so I feel the favor. <laughs> oh,
0: there, <laughs> there you go. You go. Have you ever asked yourself the question, Omar, how the heck does your videos look and sound so dang crispy? It's literally the number one question I get asked, whether it's privately in the DMs or people commenting on my videos on Instagram or even on YouTube. The reality is I believe the quality of videos that I've been able to produce has been the recipe to my success online. And I want to give you access to my live document where I've listed out everything I use both for the podcasts I create to the YouTube videos I make, as well as to what I use for my smartphone to make it look and sound amazing. The reason I put it on a live doc is because I keep this document updated in real time with everything that I'm using. So just head over to the videodep.co forward slash crispy, or just click the link down in the show notes. Let's get back to the conversation. Um and so yeah over this meal my brother just i asked him I'm like dude i don't know what to do like i feel bad because you know i'm supposed to go to church with mama and this is how it's been all our lives and he says go where you get fed the most i will never forget it he just said go wherever you learn most about god like why not make the easy decision yeah on go where you learn about god the most and it got me thinking i mean like i've you know fast forward here where i am like plus 11 12 years we typically do that. We typically don't want to do the easy thing. We know what we're supposed to do, but then yet we do the we actually do the hard thing. Uh, but in that moment, I felt like why not? Why why wouldn't I not go where I learn more about God? And right. so I just that's where I like really committed myself to uh, just falling in love with God's house and I mean I didn't know that God would do a work in me beyond just being saved and and following his uh, his plan for my life, but that 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 would include a supernatural call to build his house. Yeah. And so, I mean, essentially, since I've been saved, I've just been a, a church builder. Um, it's been something that's been a conviction of mine, and the ability and I would say opportunity, which was so fresh to me, to be able to serve in a relevant way, yeah. i.e., making videos yeah. for the local church. Like that was that was. Crazy to me. Also, m- might I say, it was really cool just to see a lot of young people, a lot of young people passionate about the things of God, the presence of God. And that was attractive. I, I just wanted what I saw in other people. So I just got under leadership. Sean started, he was just like, yo, just meet at the church. We're going to shoot church news. <laughs> so we're shooting yeah. church news.
2: I remember when that was like,
0: yeah, it was, it was a, a, a thing. Hustle. But what's so crazy about it is we were batching church news. Oh, yeah. We talk about batching now about content creation. Yo, Sean Cannell, shout out. My boy was batching church news once a month. In, he would line yeah. up the anchors or the the personalities, line up the scripts, and then you would just knock out a month's worth of church news in one sitting. It was a couple hours. could have been sometimes three hours. But I remember going there after, um, you know, long days at at UNLV because I was in college at the time. And I would just I would actually take naps because like I would just <laughs> but it was just I was just so I loved being a part of the process. And then um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but just well, I want to show like just I guess lay the foundation. Yeah. Um, shortly thereafter, I end up graduating college. I actually was doing ROTC. A lot of people don't know that I was an officer in the National Guard. Uh, you're welcome, because you probably said thank you for your service Omar, <laughs> as you're driving, as you're listening, because um, that's the natural thing to do. And um, and it, that, that was very formative that in the time I was learning about myself learning about God that I was also in this incubator of leadership uh, Truly, becoming yeah. a, a people person becoming self-aware, situationally aware um, l- leadership aware just aware that leadership is is very important like God just doing such a work in me in that season and I was I say this hu- in humility I was like a, I was a standout cadet I don't know if you knew that. Like my my PT score. Top of his class. Yeah, the, my PT score was and PT was like my my APFT test was Army Physical Fitness Test. Uh, it maxes out at 300, but I was your boy was getting 330, okay. like straight up, because once you get over the threshold, you start getting into the like the plus part. So I was just I was I was fit, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's just little details we gotta we gotta mention. No, but then I, I honestly, my, my desire to pursue a career in active duty military, I was going to go all in on combat arms. Like, my, God just did a work on my heart in that season. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of just like how I f- fell in love with God and how his community surrounded me. And right. I felt supernaturally called, though. I believe in 2014. I went to a conference put on by Church of the Highlands, Pastor Chris Hodges in Birmingham, Alabama.
1: Shout out to our guy.
0: Shout out I to my, my online pastor. <laughs> and 2014, my life was never the same. I, yeah. It was like I, I, they illuminated a way to do ministry that I never saw before. And me being involved on like a serving standpoint, I recently got hired at the church uh, at the time as a creative director as well. But I didn't know anything. I just knew what I knew. I knew what sean showed me yeah but like when i went to this conference grow which i think if you're in the ministry every summer the this this conference goes on and it will revolutionize the way you look at ministry your perspective on it but the biggest thing i got out of it was that everything you do in ministry should be intentional Mm -hmm. and i think that just resonated with who i am i'm you know i'm an enneagram five i'm not limited to a five because jesus can do a work (laughs) but like i'm an analytical like he logical likes to
1: figure stuff out likes to learn about things
0: yeah yes. and and me just seeing the intentionality behind everything they do and how it just comes back to small groups or it we do this event because it comes back to small groups the reason why we promote th- we do a testimony video is cuz it promotes you know next steps you know the reason growth track is what they would call it and things like that so like i felt like i got like i always say like born again into ministry after mm-hmm. that moment and i came home like literally not just on fire for the Lord again, but I got, I came home on fire for his church. And that's where I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to give my life to this thing. Even though I was already hired, I was going to give my life. And this is 2014. And then just journeying through, I, uh, over the course of uh, a few things, I, I definitely felt around 2016 was, it was my time to step out in faith and start a business, uh, right. and do creative yeah. work. Yeah. And uh, at the time, Amanda was working at a nonprofit. Yeah making not that much money um we got married in that time you know we got married in 2013 uh we bought a house here in las vegas with the va loan no money down shout out to the va loan the greatest loan in human history for real if you have ever served in the military
1: and if you have the ability to get it get it
0: get the va loan You have
1: this opportunity
0: and i'll just say five years after getting our first home we sold it made 100k just wanted to throw that out there so some people are just (laughs) sleeping on building wealth dude i Uh, remember
2: that day when we went to go pick up the check at like the like the bank or something. <laughs> it's a crazy day. We <laughs> were so pumped. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Hundred K will change somebody's <laughs> life. I don't care who you are. <laughs> and um, and so in 2016, I just stepped out in faith and started yeah. a business. I was doing creative work, photography, videography, weddings, small business promos, and some
1: of his first YouTube videos came out that year. <laughs> yeah, I started posting videos
0: on YouTube. I reconnected with Sean because we kind of got disconnected for a season because he was kind of building out Think Media. And no, it just really, that was like a very formative, another formative time in my life. I I attribute my 20s to, number one, a commitment to growth. I think subconsciously, I just always wanted to grow. And I wanted, you know, so I always put myself under authority. I always put myself under leadership. And um, I I would say if you're 20-something listening to this, you're literally like your brain is so primed to uh, retain so much, That's really and good. if you yeah. if you waste it on, you know, watching binging Netflix videos or scrolling on TikTok, <laughs> Gen Z. No, I'm just kidding, not kidding though. <laughs> <laughs> All dance. right, no, I didn't mean to be. Okay, no, but like literally, I like I read the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. I think it was, yeah. and that revolution re- revolutionized the way I saw time and money because he would say if the if the lawyer who makes a hundred grand but works 60 hours a week and has $300,000 worth of debt in comparison to the person that works part-time, 40 hours a week takes time off with their family on the weekends who has a more richer life, the person with 40 K. So it wasn't about money. It was about time. It was the way, Mm -hmm. how you saw time, how you use time. Uh, And, and just starting to consume, put myself around people. And I just, I gave my, I gave my life, in my twenties to building other people's things. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people see what I'm doing now and they're like, they want to do it, but like, man, can you get it? Can you get at least a decade in helping somebody else build their thing? And I've helped, I've helped, uh, the church I was a part of. I helped Sean build think media during my twenties. Uh, then helped start a church plant, uh, city light church, which is now five and a half years old with pastor Jay Ben Chavez, my pastor. And, and I'll have him on the podcast. I'm excited for that conversation. And, um, and I just gave, gave, gave my life, and in ter- it's almost like I did feel like I got a word from God this year, in particular, yeah. to like just go. Like now is your time. You have God said I have you have my permission, and particularly um, it was in Deuteronomy 10, I believe, where He says to Moses, "Go and lead the people so that they may inherit to, may mm-hmm. inherit the land that I've promised to them." And I just felt like I had God's blessing to really go and build for once and for the first time, like my thing, the video department. But where am I? Where am I in this? Uh, so we're at twenty sixteen ish, you know, uh, and then you know, City Light Church, the church that uh, I'm currently uh, a pastor at. We, the, uh, Pastor Jabin and Pastor Shannon, plant that in twenty eighteen February, and just cooking up videos for Think Media. You know, we go through the pandemic, and I just, I, at one point, there was a. I always felt I was a behind the scenes guy.
1: Yeah, because when we first launched, you were. I mean, you set up all the the photos, things, you set up like the the systems for how we would collect media from it. Like you were very pivotal in the media team of City Light in the early yeah. days and then the, that the, carried into COVID times. Yeah,
0: the difference the difference I had, which was funny, was funny, I like how you brought it up was because I used to be full-time. We were, yeah. I was salary at a church, working 40 plus hours a week. And then there is no pay when you're at a part of church plant. But they're like, but the demand is higher because we we don't have all the time in the world, yeah. yeah. So the intention, going back to intention, the intentionality I had going into a Sunday to see how this Sunday would be able to be used throughout the week. Yes, dude, it let my creativity went went crazy on processes, workflow, building teams, and I would say I was, and I am way more effective at being uh, an unpaid slash part time involved in ministry with the way i think way more effective than i was full-time in ministry this is kind of why i don't know when i'll find myself back in like vocational full-time ministry you know 40 hours a week in the office because i realize that your thinking can go beyond your doing right that's a bar but (laughs) in all honesty because i allowed myself to think about processes i was able to build teams build systems and it changed the way i thought about the process and one of the most powerful thoughts that I, i i have and i still have is how can this be done faster without compromising quality mm. i ask that question every time i figure out something how can i do this now faster without yeah. compromising the quality so good and that that question has led me down a path of excellence uh asking that question has led me down a path of figuring it out and discovery and learning and and uh and re- research um but you know around 2018 uh, you know, I was just helping Sean shoot and edit videos for Think Media at the time. At this point, there's probably 100,000 or so subscribers. And he sent me on a trip to Sony. Sony had a camp.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a big one. This yeah. is like
0: the brand Sony. They <laughs> wanted to like put these the, this unreleased camera. It was the A6400 in the hands of creators. And I met a lot of creators on that trip. But more importantly, I came back and he was like, make a video. I was like, oh, snap uh yeah (laughs) you know like make a video what you think about the camera and so yeah before
2: you got in front of the camera ever
0: yeah Yeah, because
1: you were just editing his videos and shooting his videos yeah
0: and so and and i oh yeah back to i was gonna say like i wanted to you know i i personally felt like there was a day like i felt the whisper from the holy spirit Mm. that like you will be in front so like prepare yourself so that's just been like a testimony of like what a lot of people see is, is a man who prepared himself before he got in front. Yes. You know, I was always studying sermons. I was watching the way people would preach. Why do I love do The way he just went from that story into that, you know, that illustration and brought it back to the scripture. And like, like I would be cognizant because I felt like God said, get ready essentially. Mm. And, and that was like a, a, an honest conversation I had with pastor Jabin before city light it was like, yo, I'm, I am here. To help with everything and anything that you need on a creative video, marketing, branding, whatever standpoint, like I'm here for it. And but <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I do feel this call in my life, and yeah. I'm just grateful that Jabin didn't say, nah, dude, get behind the camera and just keep <laughs> shooting this stuff." No, he, he that for seed real? he took yeah. that as a seed of of stewardship, and I know he hasn't he's not going to do this with a million people in his life. But by the grace of God, He just saw it on my life as well, and has pastored me into yes. the season that I'm currently in. Speaking sure. on stages, uh, speaking at church, um, being in front—like, you know, like He's been the voice in the back of my head, you know, whenever I'm getting up and communicating. And oh, you know, so back to the question: like, how do you do both? Like, I I, I think leadership is one of them. Like, yeah. you know, it, yes. it wasn't just me; it took somebody to believe in me. You know, um, I had crucial conversations with people. I had a conversation with Heather Torres when I was, I was um, debating, like, you know, I'm the camera guy and I teach about editing, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like, I feel this call to like shepherd, lead, pastor, teach. Yeah. You were trying to pick one. I was trying to pick one because I didn't have a picture. Mm. I tried to pick one because I didn't have a picture. Picture. (laughs) (laughs) No, and honestly, I think we tried to look for. We, we, we try to look for a traditional track yes. that we can emulate and model. When oftentimes, and I would say more times than not, God's always trying to do a new thing. Mm-hmm. And so if he's called you to something that seems unique, chances are is that that is actually God calling you into yes. it. And although I didn't really have an example, I didn't have somebody who was, quote unquote, killing it in business, killing it in the marketplace, killing it as a behind-the-scenes person, and then would grab a microphone and just like, like do amazing things like I just didn't have that model so it took somebody to say hey Omar for you it's both don't choose it's not either or it's both and and that was a very unlocking conversation that I had with Heather because you know oftentimes you know this is something I'm learning even with my current I'm in a mastermind and um, he teaches about belief a lot Uh, my, my, I guess you could call him my coach, my business coach. Um, by the way, his name is Myron Golden and he's the, he's the world's best kept secret when it comes to business, building a business, uh, with biblical foundations. Anyway, he talks about belief Mm -hmm. and how, if you don't have the belief to do a thing, you have to either borrow that belief. You have to build that belief or you have to buy that belief. And sometimes we have the ability to build belief. We can build it ourselves. We can encourage ourselves in the Lord and you can build that building takes work building break. You got to break some limiting beliefs. You got to work, deal with yourself. You got to work on yourself. Uh, But in my case, you know, I had to borrow it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Heather believed in me and I needed that, that belief that she had in me. And I had to borrow that reminds me of the, the scripture, the story with the, the best friend's, in um, Mark chapter two, I believe.
1: Tearing down the roof. Tear, down, yeah.
0: tear open the roof, you know, bring down their paralyzed friend on a mat. And Jesus says, because of because of your friend's belief, because he saw yeah. the faith, their faith, he said, you know, you're healed. That man borrowed the belief of his friends. So Jesus did to him based on the friends that, you know, believed yeah. in, uh, it believed for him. Right. So I've been a product of that in that regard. That gave me kind of like the okay, like, okay, I'm just going to lean into this thing is weird. And it's crazy because now I go to conferences, we go to conferences, mm-hmm. and so many people are like in the same situation and they just see my life and they say, hey, how? Like how yeah. do you How do you do ministry? How do you do both? Like, and it's crazy also, that's, that's one testimony. The other testimony is people saying like, man, I just love that you share your faith. I just yeah. love that you're not apologetic about what you believe.
2: Yeah, that's actually the number one thing I would say people – talk to you about yeah or like love about you when it comes to you being in the entrepreneur space no sure
0: because like everybody's teaching business everybody's teaching marketing everybody's teaching content creation everybody's got a youtube channel but like what separates you No, and i think this is this what separates me is my security Mm. in my identity 100 security is the superpower to whatever it is you are doing right if you if you're okay with you and you just do what you do (laughs) i don't mean the rhyme and (laughs) alliteration but like because we we had a leadership meeting at church today and pastor jaben was talking about how you know having you can't be passionate and um insecure yeah then you're just being you're just being loud Loud. yeah Yeah. but but true passion comes from a place of security like this is who i am yes and so when i when people say i just love that you share your faith well i'm passionate about it because i'm like everything I do comes down to building the local church like the only reason I'm out there doing coaching building you know studios and like helping people with their branding and their videos and all that crap and it's not crap (laughs) is honestly so I can number one fund the kingdom like I found that ministry isn't gonna make the dollars Mm -hmm. and I'm more than me taking from the church on a financial standpoint and by taking I don't I just never felt like I needed to you know put myself on a salary or get a salary from, yeah. from, from the church. Rather, could I actually pay back what I've made from the local church? Mm. I would say from the time I was in full time ministry, bro, like low key our tithe and offering exceeds the amount of money I was paid as a full time employee, but I'm still heavily involved in our local in, in, yeah. in the, at City Light. Right. And so being a financial blessing has been a blessing. And God's just unlocked certain ways to make money in short amount of time. Like this, this coach of mine teaches, if you can make a million dollars in a day, isn't that better than making a million dollars in 40 years? For sure. Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. So then the question is, why not make put all your energy and effort and learn how to make a million dollars in a day? Well, because I don't even know how that makes sense. Well, I'll say I've had two instances where I've had six-figure days, but it was because, I, because I, I believed it was possible. I got under teaching. And I worked backwards from it and now just being a financial blessing to the church, especially in the season that we're in building a, uh, property here in Las Vegas, which is like one of the, you know, biggest blessings in life is to have witnessed city light from set up and tear down in a middle school cafeteria to now building this 15, $17 million project. Shout out to the Chavez's from Berlin, New Mexico, population 1500 (laughs) moved to Las Vegas, build this church. And now, actually build a church yeah Um,
1: it's been amazing it's been amazing
0: and what if i told you that you can use my studio here in las vegas to record your video podcast the answer to that question is yes the video department is the cleanest and crispiest video podcast studio in las vegas hands down and you'll get access to my team my equipment and all those things, so all you have to do is literally schedule the conversation, come in, and get it captured. Does that sound good? Then check out the videodep.co slash studio. I'll be sure to post a link to it down in the show notes, but either way, don't miss this opportunity on starting a video podcast this year. So, answering the question, Omar, how do you do both? I think, and I want you guys to chime in because, please, I'm just talking <laughs> at this point. Like,
1: well, I feel like I can like say things like to piggyback, but I'm like, you're answering the no, things.
0: piggyback. <laughs> uh, this is like your
2: foundational story. Yeah. No, and you. it's good. I'm
0: glad I'm getting this out there because like, I think a lot of people don't know the For nuances sure. and the details, how I even arrived here. But to answer the question, Omar, how do you do both? I was thinking about it while I was driving back to the studio, and it was, I do both by seeing it as one. Yes. That's good. Like... I don't, I'm not Omar in business, Omar the content creator, and then and then Omar the pastor. When I say like I, I do both by seeing it as one, like I mentioned moments ago, literally like everything I'm doing is to build the local church. Yes. And so that's my one. Now like how I've gone about that has been having my feet in both the marketplace and in the ministry, have been being online, creating content, For think media but also being the small groups pastor at our local church and and building that up and raising up leaders like it but it all always came down to the conviction to know that god's building his church and that's his plan a and he doesn't have a plan b so like if jesus says that he's building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail then why would i try to build anything other than that yeah just a question i just because a lot of people want to do the both but it's almost like the church can't be the accessory to your business. I'm not, I'm just going to, I think this podcast is going to allow for a lot of rants, but (laughs) I'm going to rant. There are so many kingdom kingdom in quotes, kingdom entrepreneurs that go out and make their money and they work on Sundays and they, they build their businesses, they build their empires, everything in quotes, (laughs) shout out to Virgil and their presence in the local church is absent yeah, yeah, and I get it. If you have the gift of giving, go out, make your money, fund the church. It's awesome, but nothing beats the presence of a person. Yeah, and my friend Steve like pointed it out once, almost like a like a like a father. You know, like if you're a dad and you come home after work because you pay you you know you pay the bills, and you just take a load off and you check out when you get home, are you a present father? Mm. Cool, you paid the mortgage, but
1: you're not present you're not present right
0: like what good is it to just fund the kingdom financially and not be a present and not raise up not do what the great commission says like and like be present in anything
2: though not just like being a leader on like a high team yeah But like just like you mentioned just greeting people at the door or like serving in the kids ministry like you said being present in like any aspect yeah it, yeah it
0: does not mean that you need to be a biblical scholar no, right no. but like like physically building the church yeah and and i think there's something powerful like when you get your hands dirty when you meet somebody that's way out of your league for whatever reason you know i don't mean to say that like you're just this rich person and you're serving next to this peasant that's not what i mean <laughs> but i mean like yeah. this single mom yeah who is getting her four kids ready for church and making it to church cuz she serves and she checks in her kids and you just come in and sit in the back and you dip like no like get involved man yeah, like yeah. i'm passionate about it like and so i'm very unapologetic about the fact that not only i you know i love the lord jesus is my lord and savior but even more so that i am a church builder yeah people know that like this is what i do on sundays you know and to have seen the fruit of not only people that have felt encouraged that they too need to be Plugged into their local church, number one. But number two, seeing the fruit of people sowing into City Light that I've come across that like they are plugged in at their church, but they're like, dude, love what you're doing. I saw that City Light needs a building. Hey, I just told my assistant to send, we just (laughs) wired some money over to City Light. Um, Like that's been happening. It's just been a huge confirmation to know that like this is the will of God to build this church. If you ever wondered, like, what's my purpose in life, just start there. Find a local church and give your life to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't doesn't matter what season in life you're in but it's been it's probably like one of the greatest life hacks and yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah and I think that what you were talking about like building something else in your 20s I think that was almost like a free education for you. Like people see the fruit right now of what you're doing but it was because you built and learned and listened and I don't know I just feel like there's this thing now of like well I'll just do exactly what you're doing. Well maybe you need to do exactly what I did first, you know? And so I think like, even speaking to that, like maybe this is somebody's desire in the future, but what do they do like right now? Yeah. You know, like I think your twenties were so huge for that. Um, And we didn't like, we didn't hate it. We didn't despise it. it. It was still a great time in our life. Yeah. Um, But I think not rushing too much ahead, like yeah. the both comes after, you get the belief. You get the receipts. Like I don't think both can be done day one. No, one hundred. Would you say no, no. like? Yeah,
0: I, I think one of my favorite things about the local church. I say this a lot is the generation gap. Yes. Like you have the opportunity, ability, and um, invitation to take somebody out to coffee. Totally. Be in relationship with somebody that's gone before you, somebody who's been married twenty five. 30, 40 years, um, you have the opportunity to find somebody that you could pour into, you know, um, we, one of the values at city light or one of the things we say is, um, we, uh, prioritize the next generation or like we're We're a
1: church for the next generation. We're
0: we're a church for the next generation. And that God does things in threes. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and, or we're a house for the next generation. And that, that is the priority. It's not that we're like forgetting uh, you know, seasoned saints, but it's like, no, it's just our priority yes. is in the next generation. And when I think about that, like we serve a God of threes, there is a way to actually do life and have relationship with people in all oh, generations. Yeah. And this is something that uh, an old friend told me at every season in life, you need to fight for these three relationships, yeah, and that is the relationship number one when you where you're being pulled up, somebody's pouring into your life, somebody's correcting you. Somebody is calling you out of things. Somebody is pulling greatness out of you. Somebody is checking and you're checking open in,
1: to all that. And you're open. You want that.
0: This you're is what teachable. I call submission yeah. to yes. authority. Yes. You can't say that in 2023 anymore. <laughs> Are you submitted? Like, <laughs> yes. do you have somebody that can tell you no? Right. Yes. Do you have somebody that says, "Don't us. do that"? Yes. But having that fight for that relationship, do you have somebody who can tell you no? It should be somebody that's further along than you that you actually respect. Yeah, it's not your best friend. It's somebody that said, but. There is room for a best friend. Totally. And that is the that is the relationship of the person at your level. Yes. You guys are running in the same direction. Right. Doing the you know, same thing. Doing the same things. Yeah. You value the same things. And it I think I think naturally we probably won't have a problem with that. You'll that's probably find people life. in your yeah. season um that you would do life with. Yeah. If um, anything,
2: that's like the first one that
0: comes right. Yeah. yeah. And then the third is to have relationships where you're pouring into and pulling somebody up. So right. it's this tension where I'm living a life where somebody's pulling me up. Uh, I'm doing life with somebody, but I'm also pulling somebody else up. And I think that is kingdom. This is so good. This mm-hmm. is just and if somebody looks at my life, you will see that I freaking do this crap. I don't no, just say this literally. crap. Like <laughs> everything is crap. <laughs> everything is crap, man. <laughs> um, no, but like people ask if if Arts my son and he's not. Yeah. But I almost don't have any business pouring into a 21 year old
1: but because we've known him since he was 14 yeah but
0: because i've been pulling him yes, up yes. for the last nine years yeah that's why i haven't and now everybody wants an art but are you even willing to pour into somebody who's nine years younger than you yeah like that's a derogatory question but maybe you can you know ponder that you know like who am i pulling up who am i raising up who am i pouring into and i i'll give you a free pass your family should be the place you pour into. For sure, your family should be the place that you pull, you know, people up in, or you raise your kids. But like beyond but there's that, somebody in your yeah, life, yeah, a that young wants, man or a young yeah. woman that you could pour into. And I just go back to like, where would your life be if it wasn't for me,
2: bro? Who knows? <laughs> like honestly, like it's, I mean you or i found you or you found me when i was like probably 10 or 11 and i joined your small group your small i mean yeah
1: we had a like a middle like, school group yeah. together yeah
2: um and then dude it was like it didn't stop from there i mean there were some seasons of like you like moved churches so you stopped going to the church you were going to um but it like I don't know, like I always came back or you always came back, but the
0: relationship transcended. Yes, the, the like the seasons house. that we were in. Yeah. yeah,
2: or yeah. So, dude, it's just like I've been able to grow because you've been willing to pour into me nonstop, and like so much of my life has gone a certain direction because of your leadership and because you've been willing to grow as well. Like it's not just you know you know everything. You, I can vouch for you, and like, you've had a leader pulling you up, one hundred. Like, I want to say a hundred percent of the time, right? Totally. So, um, yeah, dude, who knows where I'd be?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know you'd be in the trenches, okay? No, in the good. trenches. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's no, ro- that's wrong, <laughs> no, I know that's <laughs> no, that's not the case. But no, I mean, I just think about all like the, the the bullets you'll dodge in life, oh man, and not even like dodging the bad things that happen, but like to learn how to journey, you know, like somebody that pulls me up is one of my best friends. He's like a big brother. His name's Steve Panate. Shout out to Steve. I'll have him on the podcast as well. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, yeah Steve Episode. is like an elder at his church. He's doing business at such a high level, owns his own brokerage in real estate, killing it. Um, and, you know, I, I saw the way he journeyed through a very dark and tough season and the way they stewarded that season, the way they lived through it. Yeah. It it spoke volumes to me, and I was able to process a lot of things with him. And him just sharing like, where what God's telling him, and I'm like, man, like I'm prepared. I'm prepared for tragedy. I'm prepared for trials, you know, because I saw it. If he can do it, so can I. I I get the borrowed belief, you know, yeah, from 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 him. Mm-hmm. And and I say fight for these relationships because because I think you just need to be aware. You need to assess yes. assess your life. Like, how am I doing on my relationships? You know, I don't think. You know, I if if there's any work that I feel like has attributed to a lot of my success, it's the work of taking time to think, just think, like thinking is probably the hardest work that we'll all have to do. But so much of it, don't take the time to freaking think, bro.
1: Or we think we're thinking. We think
0: we're thinking, and we're not, bro. You ain't thinking. You're just doing.
1: Yeah, you're just in it willy nilly
0: over here, crossing
1: things off the list.
0: That's not thinking. Taking time to like really. And that's why I'm man out. like, what are you thinking about? Like, I say nothing, but I'm thinking about. You <laughs> know,
1: I'm like, yeah, he's really thinking about stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about everything. I want to know everything. I know, that you're like the about. yeah, but I just I can't like <laughs> articulate everything I'm thinking, and sometimes it's just random too. There's just like those random thoughts. But like so much of uh, time spent is time spent thinking. Yeah. How am I gonna do this? Like, how am I gonna do this better? Uh, do I need to do that? Like, how is my like. I haven't, I haven't reached out to that person in a while. I wonder how they're doing. I'm gonna reach out. Like just having these internal dialogues, which I would consider thinking. Which I did a podcast with uh, my my previous youth pastor, uh, Dan Fernan, and we talked. We went into not just thinking, but like intentional thinking. How do you think about what you think? You know, it's it's deep. It goes deep. We get deep here in the department. Get ready. Um, But taking the the time, department. Yeah, the thinking department. But yeah, man. So that, that's a little bit of my story. Now you know, I, I I if somebody introduces me or asks me to introduce myself, I'll say I'm a content creator, create content for a channel called Think Media. Yeah. Um,
2: Slash two, coach.
0: Two point five million subs. So just saying. At the time of shooting this video, <laughs> um, I am a coach and consultant for entrepreneurs, nonprofits. Um, I do that through the form of programs, courses. Which, by the way startyourstudio.com if you're looking to level up. If you think this is crispy, I want to get this crispy into your hands. You can have this And so you can have this (laughs) crispy too. Check out the links in the description, startyourstudio.com. That's who sponsored this video, (laughs) this podcast, by the way.
2: Sponsored yourself. Let's go. I just
0: sponsored myself. Uh, And then, yeah, I'm a a pastor at my church. Uh, The opportunity to preach a few weekends a year, but even more importantly, just lead people through seasons and help guide people through seasons, help I just got a text. I was on my way back from a business trip that we were on together. Somebody texted me on the airplane. Hey, Pastor Omar, I've been reading this and I just can't get over this detail in scripture that I, I just, for some reason, just keeps pointing out. And he's talking about blind Bartimaeus. And he's just yeah. saying, first, why would the Bible include the detail of the fact that he just threw off his cloak right. mm. before he went to Jesus? Yeah, this mm. was so good. Yeah, and so I'm like, this is cool. Like, number one... He feels safe enough to even ask me the question, and secure enough that there's a, this is a safe place. But then, like I could show him how I get to a, a result of yeah, application. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, why don't you do some research on the word cloak? Because he's like, I looked everywhere, nobody's talking about this nuanced detail. Well, what you can do is look about what what does a what significance did a cloak have in that day? And a lot of times, a cloak had a significance of authority, yeah, a little like bit of position. like your position, your identity. Um, kind of like your safe place too, because like in the New Testament, it could have been a cloak that you covering, covering mm-hmm. you go to sleep with. Mm-hmm. Um, but this man, before he went to Jesus, took off his cloak in front of people. Yeah. Dang. So like, this man got undignified in order to get his healing. Whoo! Like such a good nugget in here. Yeah, and to where I'm just texting back and forth, and he's like. Tch, tch. <laughs> bro doing laps mind. <laughs> no and i'm just like and and so i usually my applications you know usually land to a place of, of question yeah the question is am i willing to get undignified before god in order for me to receive my breakthrough or in order to, for me to receive my healing like mm-hmm. like how often do we care about what people think and then we ca- we're caring about what people think and then we go to god and ask him for something it's like yo god's gonna tell you something that's gonna go beyond and get it's gonna make people judge and wonder and ponder. So just get undignified. You can you can you could remove that thing that you carry, come to Jesus and he'll heal you. That I feel like that's what you could pull out of that. Yeah. And I always caution like you don't want to look in it too deep, too, you know but there is some significance there. I don't For I don't you sure. know I don't I don't think the Holy Spirit was like just doing that you know randomly. Yeah. Like so it's cool. I was on a business trip and then I get a question like that. I like I love this tension that I live yes. in and I think uh Yeah, that's you doing both. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's part of this podcast like uh, it's going to be a lot of the relationships that I ran into by doing both. Mm. There's going to be people on here that are going to cuss because they're people in my world, they're normal people, but I respect the level at which they do whatever it is they do. I'm yes. not going to discount them just because they don't know the Lord or right. they can't, you know, you know throw you know cover a few cuss words or whatever but on the contrary i'm not gonna have people too that are doing ministry at a high level yes um that um are doing what they do they're doing both and so that was part of why i felt like ready to start this podcast was just i felt like i can identify those people mm-hmm. um and it's really cool like i i think do everything with grace right like when you feel the grace on something go after it yeah run with it and so i felt a grace naturally by this this studio just coming into our lap kind of you know and like yeah it was a faith step you know in order to like do it but like it's beautiful people walk in they think it's like the greatest thing in the world and like i saw it before i saw it you know for sure and and then the grace for the guest yeah that you know these high level people are reaching out to me like yo you want to shoot an interview podcast you know like Bro, yeah. let's run it. Like, yeah. welcome to the department. I it got was my- literally
2: like three in a row.
0: Yeah, like three in a row from people- the same city. Yes, Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. There's just a lot of. I've been I've been invited into yep. different sectors and worlds of influence and uh, you know entrepreneurship and uh, and creativity. But anyway, I want to share those relationships with yeah. people, and what better way to do it than with a podcast? I don't see this podcast being super tactical. Uh, I'll be posting a few videos on my personal YouTube channel that are more tactics. I'll still be posting tech gear reviews and things like that on Think Media, tutorials. That's kind of my bread and butter. But just to like open up a conversation about how to do a thing, you yes. know. I interviewed David Shands with the Social Proof Podcast, 750,000 listeners a month. Yeah. Great we episode. To, great episode. We went to go get some juan's flaming fajitas and (laughs) couldn't even go without him getting stopped and having to take a selfie but it's because he has influence he has impact and he's been doing his thing for quite some time you know um interviewed ruslan kd ruslan talked about just you know him building an influence and like how important that's been for the believer and how many how and how should believers build influence you know i got uh my pastor Jabin chavez coming um interviewed um we're going to, uh, Dan 50 k gay UFC fighter. So just, I'm excited for these conversations. Not everyone will be like famous or well known in their thing, but what I will promise is that the people that will be coming on here will be really good at what it is they do and that we can learn about their journey and also yeah. their successes in, and failures in life
2: in their respective departments,
0: in their respective departments. Yeah.
2: I mean, that was kind of the point of the name too. Yeah. Like, if you didn't want to call this the video debt pod because it was very limiting so
0: right so yeah like that was just so you guys know like I was I I did a project with an old friend um his name's John Mediana and Kyle Anderson and we were going to do this thing called Divine Hustle and we shot like three episodes this was like 2019 2018 and we're like let's just speak to like church creatives and you know that 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 title of that podcast was dope. I thought it was dope. Like art didn't like it.
1: Yeah, two of the three people (laughs) here really liked it. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody didn't like it. But the department
0: just wasn't about it. Yeah, no, uh, but the divine hustle. So I reached out to John last year and I was like, dude, can I just buy it? Can I like I know you're not doing anything with it. He's like, yeah dude, he gave me a price. I bought it. I haven't done anything with it. Just wasted my (laughs) money. It was a write-off though. It's okay. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, if I'm building out this, you know, business and, you know, uh consulting and coaching company and it's called the video department. Also, my studio called the video department. Why don't I call the podcast the video department? Well, you know, I, like I said, as much as I say niche down, focus in, I didn't want to just limit it to like, oh man, I'd love to interview you, Danny Ige, but like, how are you going to speak
1: to video? To video, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. And I'm, I'm reminded of when Alex Hermosi talks about his, the podcast, his success in his podcast, which it's called The Game with Alex Hermosi. And he used to call his podcast for like the first four or five years, he was calling it, you know, gym launch secrets or something like that. And obviously it's powerful in nature, but he was like, man, I had so much more to talk about and people would miss out on a conversation because it's, it, didn't it fit in that. Yeah. It's packaged under gym launch gym, yeah. you know, or working out in that, you know, sector. So he changed the name to the game. And even though he's using the gym as like a lot of his reference for a lot of his principles that he's teaching and things that he's sharing that when he did that transition it got a lot more attention and then over time people are like man this is the greatest dude in the world and he's like bro I've been podcasting for 7 years where y'all been <laughs> um so in the same light I felt like the department worked because you know it, like I said it's it's little it's general enough mm-hmm. but it also makes sense like totally. I just love that like I'll be interviewing people who are owning it in their department 100. and so yeah I'm excited I like it's just cool like again back to the grace grace uh around the guests and you know somebody texted me and said hey you know Erwin McManus is going to be in town do you want him to come you want to interview him I was like let's run it bro <laughs> yes I don't know if that'll like actually happen but like I love Erwin McManus he's kind of like a role like I yes. from a distance I'm like dude I want to be that guy when I'm his age I want to be that guy uh, when I grow up and like I didn't have to book him, fly him in or anything, not saying this will happen, but just that like these conversations are happening. And so, yeah, yeah, man, I'm excited. Um, I want these podcasts to be around an hour and speaking of conversation, let me, let's just kind of like end it with this last thought. And this is the question I want to ask people as they, uh, you know, head out. What conversations are you chasing? Mm. Like. If I can attribute some of the successes in my life to one thing, it would be the conversations changed. Yes. Like the conversations I was having, they changed.
1: Who you they, were having them with. Who
0: I was having the conversations with, they changed. Yeah. The types of conversations, they just changed. We like was no longer talking about a lot more less time talking about nonsense. A lot less time talking about what's in entertainment what Netflix show are you binging like can we get past like hey what current show are you on like what if I'm not on a show dang Omar you're intense no like the show isn't gonna help my future right. and I know this sounds like but this is just a journey this, I've been walking through this journey so like the question that I ask myself is how can I have more conversations right conversations and I'm telling you guys the moment I started chasing the right conversations. Uh, I love Donnie Wiggins. She's the co-host of the social proof podcast on a financial standpoint in business. She's like, you need to be having at least one six or seven figure conversation a day. What does that even mean? Literally just talking about how can you make more money? Wild. Like simply having more conversations. And, and I personally, I love it. Like, because it's, it's caused my mind to go into like a, a different place of like creativity. Like, Oh, that's how they did it. Like my yeah. I have a friend who just threw an event. He had a, a about 120 people sign up sign up at a $15,000 offer. That's like over a million dollars done in a day. And I'm like asking him, "How did you do it?" Like I dude, I I, I look at your business and <laughs> the conversation that I'm chasing is dictating my future. Yes. And so in the same way, it doesn't mean you have to have a conversation in person all the time or right. with the person you know them. But literally, a podcast is a form of a conversation that you could chase. Mm-hmm. So many podcasts that I listened to talked about how to identify your audience, how to make six figures in a day, how, how to m- create your messaging for the audience you're trying to turn into your clients. Like just consuming the, the conversation change, and I I think that's why podcasts are so powerful because you're literally you just feel like you're having a conversation. You feel with like somebody. yeah, you feel like you're having a conversation. somebody. Yeah, you feel somebody. like you're in the room, right, and. As an entrepreneur who has you have to be self-aware to understand what skills you lack in the current season that you're in. Mm. And there are some skills that are gonna be natural gifts that you know you could work on and they come very natural to work on. But bro, I've had a very hard time trying to grow in the skill of messaging. Uh and you could, you know, you could say it, communication too. Like I'm obsessed with the skill of communication. And then secondly, the skill of sales. Like, bro, sales, what? <laughs> and you got people who are just like naturally, yeah, I've been in sales for like 10 years. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> what do you mean you've been in sales? Like, what? I don't even like, know what that means. Like, what? yeah, what have you yeah. been selling? You've been selling, you know, George Foreman grills or something <laughs> like, I've been in sales. You've been selling homes. I didn't, yeah. Last time I checked, you weren't selling homes. I've been in sales and I'm learning that there is an art form to all these skills and the way I've grown in my ability to sell better, which I'm still huge gap, huge growing. I want to tell a funny story when we were in Miami um, is that I've, gone it, I've, I've done it through podcasting. Yeah, right? You know, learning about clo- closing, uh, learning about um, eliminating objections, learning mm-hmm. about finding a Telling way to. what they really want. Yeah, like sharing a story. Like yeah. people don't, pe- what are their biggest, like, oh, I can't afford it. Well, what's the cost of you not doing it? You know, mm-hmm. I have this student in my program that just made $100,000 and had they not made to get my program, they wouldn't have. So what was what was the cost of you not joining the program? Right. Mm. You know, I just want you to think about that, you know, like because when you think about it that way, he's really low up in sales. It costs nothing. <laughs> it, it's actually it's actually costing you to not do it. So do I have your commitment today? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um and it's funny because I naturally would do that when I preach. Pre- preaching is a it's sell. You're selling totally. the faith. You're selling Jesus. Yeah, and you're, Not, you're yep. you know you're you're problem aware. You know, creating like showing people like here's the problem. Here's the problem with us. Here's the problem with the world. Here's the problem with you. Here's the problem they with call me. It pain points. Pain mm-hmm. point. Here's here's the here's what this what the Bible solution. says the solution is. Yeah. So it's, we have problem aware su- solution aware, and then the result. If we meet this problem with this solution, the promise, the 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 result, the outcome, it's this is what God says, you know. Yeah. So I found that I naturally did that in preaching, but in business, bro, it's I will. It was boring. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole nother beast. Yeah. For sure. And you know, like as I put myself out there, this is the first time I put myself out there because, like, making a camera review or a tech gear review is easy because I'm I'm banking on the you know, the tech that I'm reviewing. It's not me I'm selling. I'm, you know, the, the yes. tech is selling it's itself. It's just
1: the camera. Yeah. So it was always
0: so easy to make these kind of videos. Mm-hmm. And I still love making these kind of videos. And it wasn't till I had to sell myself. Like, dude. A whole nother thing. It's a whole nother thing. Like, buy this thing because I'm doing it. <laughs> like, it's a trip. Like, and I find like some people are so good at this because yeah. they understand like, oh, if I could just convince them to, and people have built trust with me but i'm learning i still have to show people they can they uh they can trust me with their money yeah. Yeah. you know and then i will show you how to turn this money into more so like funny story like we're in Miami and i need to shoot a reel because the 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 doors to my coaching program my 90 day coaching progr- program were they were closing that night i was like bro i need to get a reel up
2: oh uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> we shoot it on a phone but the, this reel like at the end of the day was a 30 second reel and it took 50 minutes to shoot
1: Five zero
0: five zero. And we're in Miami. One hundred percent humidity. Dude, outside. For oh, dude. Literally
2: about an hour.
0: The pigeons just started like crowding. <laughs> we had to move several different times because I couldn't get it. Yeah. But I, it's not that I couldn't get it. And I wrote down my script. It's that like I literally was selling myself mm. and it, it's it's so abnormal for me to do it. Yeah. Uh, but if I don't know how or if I can't do this, then I'm going to miss out on serving people. And that's what they say. They say selling is serving. And if I'm gonna be the greatest servant of them all, I need to be good at selling. Yeah. And how am I gonna serve more people at a deeper level? I need to sell them. Yeah. And so I was just telling art after after we filmed it and we were walking back into the hotel, I was like, bro, I need your help. <laughs> and he was like, What? I was like, I need you to encourage me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Cause like in that moment, i what I thought is you were just struggling with the to words. like say the script or something, right? But no, it was like a deeper thing. Like you needed me to reassure you <laughs> that like you needed to borrow my belief. 100. <laughs> 100. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like straight like, Bro, literally. you can do
0: this. Uh, dude, run it back you from did this moment. You it before. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. dude, that's it. That was a good take. Let's just do it one more time. And I realized I did that with like people because like being behind the scenes, I did that because I care about how the person in front of the camera like is coming off. Mm-hmm. But the reason I struggled so bad was because I was selling myself and mm-hmm. I was telling Art like it's it, it's so awkward dude because it feels wrong but it's not wrong because like this is a good thing i'm yeah. selling people to join my program because i'm going to change their lives
1: yeah. yeah
2: but it's also scary to some degree because oh, yeah
0: like and um i don't know I, I i just just that's kind of the season i'm in like part of why maybe it took some time like people look on my youtube channel it's been two years three years since i uploaded my last video um I think
1: I mean you've been uploading videos just not Right, on your it's just on Think Media, yeah. but you
0: know I like I've always been thinking like what's what am I doing with this? And so I definitely think my channel on Wild Corey, it'll just be a different a, a higher level conversation around deeper things. So it's deep and high um, when it comes to both, you know, content creation but as well as entrepreneurship and ministry. So I'm excited the Department podcast. If you listened up to this point, you're legit a real one. And, um yeah I'm just grateful I'm grateful uh, that you would take the time I would ask that you would subscribe um leave a review I am giving away a YouTube studio they... full-blown YouTube studio I didn't get this approved by Amanda
1: no it's approved.
0: approved yeah approved <laughs> um and um I want to give it away because it's I'm an just grateful thing. yeah uh, it's uh this is cool and when people ask me yo Omar how do you start a podcast what do I do I gotta you know I bought this I was like here's here's my literally like Here's how you start a podcast. You start one, and then you don't stop. Never stop. <laughs> don't stop. So I'm not going to stop. What do you guys have to say? I talked so much during this episode. I wish you guys cut me off.
1: <laughs> no, well, like, I mean, cool. this is
0: like your
2: foundational episode. It's you. Yeah, it's good. So maybe in the future.
0: Yo, Art, did I leave no crumbs? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> it's funny because we were in uh, uh, Charlotte, and... A Gen Zer spoke on stage, and she like gave all of our terms that we say, and he hasn't shut up about it.
0: <laughs> what is, what's the full phrase?
2: I'm not even gonna say, say it. it. No, because I can't. It's you just can't. No, because no, no. I don't even say that.
0: Lang- I know you don't, but you can say it right That's now. That's like a thing
2: girls say. Okay, but say yeah. it. I
0: saw Gia. She,
1: oh yeah, she said it yesterday. Yeah.
0: Okay. What left?
2: It's left. like you ate and left no crumbs. Or something like that.
0: And we're going to end it at that. You (laughs) ate and left no crumbs. Check out the next podcast. Every week we're dropping one. Appreciate you guys. Love y'all. Take care.